Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, good morning, River's Edge. It's so good to be with you again. I, I feel uh, this is my second home or my home after. I don't know which way. Again, when I'm in South Africa, I tell them this is home. And when I'm here, I feel like this is home too. But I believe that God has given me a global uh, citizenship. So wherever I am, I believe that is home. But it's really for me a privilege. So thank you, Pastor Lorenzo and the leadership for inviting me and for allowing me to speak to you. And, uh, you know, I want to gre- bring you greetings from South Africa. My family's there. I've, I went back a couple of years ago and I was trying to just, you know, hear what God is saying to me and how he wants to unfold my own story. So it's not been an easy transition, but God has been teaching me quite a bit. And so hopefully some of those things will come through my message today. But South Africa is, is happy. And I think for those of you who are our sports fans, uh, let us celebrate that uh, the South African rugby team became the world champions for those who are. So <laughs> it's amazing. So the whole country is in celebration. But today, my heart is going to be really asking you to take the next few minutes, like 30 minutes or so, just to really be sensitive to the Spirit of God and to hear what He has to say to each one of us. Because I believe that when you come to a gathering like this, and uh, when you know that you've worshipped and that God has already prepared, He went ahead of this gathering because He wanted to speak to you individually. So God always speaks to us individually, and God also speaks to us corporately. So He's going to speak to us as a church, and also for you personally. So I pray that the message today would be custom-made for your heart and for your future. One of the things that I'm really strongly about is that we need to know what is God, what is God doing in the earth today. And if you just open your news, if you open your own stories, you know that the world is not in a very good place. There's so much pressure, there's so much challenge. But I want to say this morning to you that this is our time to rise. This is our season as a church globally to be able to position ourselves to truly be light and truly be salt of the earth. And so we need each other to help one another, to give tools to grow and to to create spaces where we can actually receive what we need to receive for the journey. And so this is why my heart is really for that. And so I want to go straight actually to a a verse that I have here. It's just a little bit aside to the message that I have. It's found in Psalm 4, verses 6 to 7. And here the psalmist uh, is saying, and I'm going to read it from my book, David, it is David actually says, let the light of your radiance, in other words, the light of God shine upon each one of you. And I'm going to just take the word so that it can make, you know, uh, personal to you. And he said, your breakthrough and the light, I'm translating it, he said, your light and your goodness and your encounter with me is far more pleasurable than harvest time. And there's the gladness in my heart than the new wine. 
And so I was thinking, I was trying to look for a verse or for a, for a concept with harvest time here, because this is what harvest time is now in Canada. Although South Africa is going into the summer, you are going into your winter. And during harvest time, we all want to, you know, receive or experience the fruit of our hands. Am I speaking to myself? Or am I off? Uh, so I think it's important, and I, I know for myself and for your life, we don't want to sow seeds and work hard and not see any results or any fruit. And yet, David is saying, when I come into your presence and when I encounter you, when I see the face and when I see the goodness and your beauty, then even that is nothing in comparison with all the harvest that I will be having. And so this is really just a verse today, a chapter today in your story, where I want to take us to the spiritual harvest that we need, and that we need to have that fruitfulness in our lives so that we can be light, and so that we can be hope carriers and light carriers. And so this is just something that I was yearning for, and I was saying, I'm not so sure if I can say those words exactly like the psalmist would say, but I desire that, eh? I'm sure you too, you desire that intimacy with God and that closeness with Him that when you come into His presence and when we behold Him, that everything else actually dims in comparison. Are you with me? So I'm going to read for you uh, Matthew chapter 13, verses 19 to 23. And if you have notes or phone notes, I want to encourage you to take a little bit of notes because uh, you know that you, we learn better and we retain better when we write things down. Uh, so I'm going, to read the, I'm going to read God's Word. And then I want to just glean from this chapter what I want to talk to you about. I think you can follow it up uh, on the screen, but I'm going to read from the Passion eh? Media team. You're going to have the Passion ver version that I'm using. And so here Jesus is actually speaking to his disciples, and it talks about the soul where you heard, you know, the story. And so some of the seed would fall on, on rocky, uh, on a pavement, some would fall on rocky soil, some would fall on hardened soil. But I want to just read the part where Jesus interprets now. What is a seed? What, what talk about seed and soil? And why do I talk about rich soil? And I'm going to read the word because the word of God speaks louder than any other thing. So let me just get, and I'm going to get a little bit of light if you don't mind. I'm just going to use my phone because I don't have too much light. So the seed that fell on the, on the beaten path says, represents the heart of one. Represent the, the one who hears the message of the kingdom realm but doesn't understand it. The adversary comes and snatches away the sown, the, what was sown into his heart. So I want you to remember two words, the heart and soil. The seed sown on, gra on gravel represents a person who gladly hears the kingdom message but his experience remains shallow. Shortly after you hear the word, persecution and troubles will come because the kingdom message is, is not received. Then he quickly falls away, for the truth did not sink deeply into his heart. The seed sown among the weeds represents the person who receives the message, but all of life's busyness, distractions, his divided heart, his ambition for wealth results in suffocating the very message of the kingdom and prevents him, now when you say him, him or her, from bearing spiritual fruit. We're looking at why we cannot receive. Now this is where my verse comes in. As for the seed that fell upon good and rich soil, there you go, rich soil, it represents the hearts of people. So rich soil represents your heart, who hears fully the word, embraces it fully, and then you understand the kingdom realm, and their lives bear good fruit. Some heal the harvest, 
of 30 fruit, some healed the harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as was sown. The other verse that I have for us is in John chapter 15. Uh, John 16 to 17. I'll read it from here. If you have it here. Now, you did not choose me, Jesus telling his disciples, was very closely, but I chose you and appointed you, and I want you to put your own name in here. So you did not choose me, but I chose you, my name, Yvonne, for you to go bear fruit, much fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my commandment, love each other. So Father, I pray now that as we open our hearts, and I pray that you would pray this prayer right now in the silence of your moment, Father, give me a receiving heart. Give me a heart that is open, open the eyes of my understanding to receive what you have to say to me. As the Holy Spirit come, breathe upon your word. I pray that you would speak the word and you translate it so that even what I say, maybe it will be different when people hear it in their hearts. So I come against any distractions and I pray that we would know that we are in a sacred space, a safe place because you love us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all the people shout, Amen. 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 So, I'm going to try to be as brief as possible to come to the, those things that are really dear to my own heart, and I believe God has taught me a few things even during this last two years, and so I really want to encourage you people that one of the things that, that can rob us of our spiritual health and of our own success is that, that arrival mentality, that we think that we don't know, we don't, we don't need to learn more. And I pray that today, and my heart for myself and for all of you, I pray that you would become and remain curious, that you would remain wide-eyed and open so you can always yearn and be desirous of growth. And so this is one of the things that I've asked God to teach me. What do I need to know that I don't know? You know, I felt that in my own spiritual life, I've exhausted a level, and I needed God to take me to new, new levels and new dimensions. And so I really spend more time just with His Word and listening. And so one of the things that I, that I believe is my signature message is the message of restoration. And I believe that God can restore our hearts, and there's a message of that inner life, that healing. But one of the things that really got me, again, just to support it is when it comes to the heart, when it comes to the Word, and when it comes to our soil that the very soil of your heart is that space where you determine whether you receive or you don't receive. So all of us know that if your heart is hardened, people are not going to receive anything. Even if I tell you the most beautiful things about your life, if you have a hard heart, you're not going to receive. So even when I speak to you, if you have places in your heart where it's hardened or it's skeptical, you know what I'm going to say is going to go over your heads. And so therefore, I said to God, make my heart soft. Even if I don't fully understand, give me an open heart. And so yet Jesus is saying to, the, to, to his disciples that the seed, so every week you hear the word, every day you listen, you read the word of God, eh? So it's seeds that are sown into your spirit. And every day we have an opportunity to receive it and for the seed to sprout in our life so that we can be fruitful, so that we can grow, so that we can have impact in this world, so that we can be influential. All of those things are part of bearing fruit. But yet at the same time, we are very afraid to look at our hearts. We are very afraid to look at that dimension of us that's a bit private because we don't allow many people there. And so today I want to just invite us into a space where you and Jesus can sit there for a bit. 
You know, he said, if, if you invite me into your heart, I'll make my home in your heart. And so the soil, I want to really, in a spiritual way, as in the earth, like when you have your garden and your garden is full of weeds, you're going to take all the weeds out before you actually sow seeds, correct? For those of you who are gardeners. And you're going to discover that there are rocks, there are weeds, and you are also going to discover that there are good seeds that have been hidden or covered by those things that are not good. And so this is the metaphor, this is the image that I want to use when it comes to our inner life. Correct? So the hardened heart is a heart. I know that you have to just dance with me a bit. I'm going to just jump a little bit with my notes. The hardened heart is, I just want to explain, like maybe I can ask you the question. When you're hard, what does a hard heart looks like? You know, what kind of behavior would come out of, your, out of you if your heart is hardened? How do you act? How do you respond? How do you interact if your heart is hard? as opposed to when the heart is rich. And so I'm just going to give you a few pointers, and I want you to really go into your own heart, because there are parts of us where it is hardened. You know, for example, if you feel like you have, and I'm going to have all of these examples here, that if you've been disappointed for a long time, or you've been hurt, and those hurts have not been resolved, your heart becomes hardened, and your heart becomes closed. If you have, if you say, God, but what are you doing in my life? I don't understand your activity in my life. And you feel like God has forgotten you, abandoned you. And then you become hardened and you don't listen to him because your heart becomes hardened. You know, when we grieve and we've been hurt and we cannot make sense of our pain and we haven't, you know, navigated that, our hearts become hardened. And so those are all things, and I don't want to go into too extensively, but I want you to listen to your own heart and say, what does it look like for my heart when it's hardened? When I come into the presence of people that are very critical, that are very cynical, that are indifferent, that is a hard heart. When the heart is full of bitterness, your heart becomes hard. So when you come into God's presence and you say, God, I want you to give me your plan for my life. I want to give, you my, you, give me your roadmap for my success. And then God says, yes, here it is, but we don't hear because the heart is still hard because our capacity to receive is limited. And so therefore today I want to ask God by Spirit to visit each one of us today and to go into those spaces and say, come, I want to shine my light, not only shine my light and expose it, but also I want to heal and restore and rewrite your story and give you a new chapter, a new narrative, so you can be freed up to become the version of who God has created you to be for the season. I think those things are so important that we need to understand because in my own life, and I'm sure in your life too, is I have these dreams, I have these things that I want to have, but this version of me is not ready for what I want to, to, to be, and so I need to work on my becoming. Like I was, I was reading a quote the other day, what, what you're looking for is also looking for you. What you want is also looking for you. So we need to move in that places. So today I just want to say, so that is a hard and hard, but now when it comes to the ritual, what does the rich soil looks like? How does, how does, why does Jesus put so much emphasis? He says, you will produce fruit that is 30, 60, and 100. In other words, it takes us to dimensions. He says, I don't just want you to have little because you've been made for so much more. Today, I want you to hear that you have been and I've been created, even in this very moment we are at, even if you feel like you're at your best game, there is still more for us. More for us to experience, more for us to become, and more for us to influence in this world. 
Are you with me in this one? You agree with me? Now, anything, anything in, your, in your mind, in your heart that disagrees with that is something that you need to confront. And so God is saying, I want your heart to be rich, and I want it to be fertile, and I want to be able to plant seeds today in your life that will produce fruit. And so I've been, I want to share with you a few keys that I have, uh, five keys that I thought are like nutrients. How can I develop, how can I cultivate a heart that is rich? How, what does it look like? Because I can say rich heart, but we don't always know. Like I needed to say, God, please show me. And so I have a few, it's not, a, that's not all, but for me today, this is what I want to, I want to, um, to do this because I really want us to become, and I want you to, de- I want to declare that over your life. Just say it with me, I am rich soil. I am rich soil. I am rich soil. Even if you don't believe it right now, but this is where you're going to, you're going to be rich, rich soil because inside of you, you know, there's a beautiful verse that says, the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. And if that is true, what does that look like? There's so many things that we know in our, in our heads, but it never comes down to the heart because the heart needs to be cultivated. We need to tilt it, and we need to look what's inside so that we can actually either remove or add or flourish what is in there. So I'm going to go through this uh, as briefly as possible. Is the, There are five, and then um, I was saying I, I'm going to start this message, and I, I will leave uh, Pastor Lorenzo to, to finish. You know, he's got a whole series after this, so whatever I cannot do, you can add the pieces together. So the first thing that, that, that I want to share with us, and it's found in Ephesians chapter 3, 16 to 7, is that for you to have a life and a heart that is rich in your heart, rich, you need to be rooted in love. Rooted in love. Rooted in love. You're going to hear this over and over, rooted in love, but I want to ask God by Spirit to renew our hearts so we not become so familiar with these verses. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 6, 3, 16 to 17. I pray that out of His glorious riches, uh, I'm going to just read it in the uh, Passion here, out of, the, out of His riches, because these are some verses that I, 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 I kind of like a little bit more. It just puts it a bit more nicer for me. Out of his riches, 317. I just thought maybe you had, you had that. Okay. And I pray that, that he would unveil. Just listen to this. I pray that Jesus would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glorious favor upon your life. And that there would be supernatural strength would flow in your innermost being. That is your heart. And then he says, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love will become the very source of your life. And then this life will be the root of your life. The very love will be the root of your life. In other words, the nutrients of your heart is love. If you look at this neuroscience and if you look at all these studies, our brains and our hearts have been created for love and it can only respond to love. It can only be healed. So therefore the catalyst for all of our pain is love. But we don't always understand what is love because we don't always receive that. Because we've been hardened and hurt and we don't like to go into those places so we just leave our hearts behind and we think that we can be alive. So when I close my heart off, 
I'm also closing my heart off to joy and excitement and beauty and all the beautiful things and the awe. So many people tell me, oh, I feel numb in my heart. It's okay, even the fact that you can say that is already something okay, because you identify what's inside. So the love is just something that I believe that we have been so used to speaking about love, but we don't fully understand the depth thereof. You know, one of the beautiful things that Jesus um, told his disciples, he said to them, stay within me. He says, the very same love and even me at this stage in my life, I'm still saying, God, I don't fully get this. He said, the very same love that the Father has for me, I have for you. And I want you to think about that. The very same love that God has for Jesus, he has for each one of us. So this is very much our strength and our security when we go through our pain and our confusion because we know that we loved. And so love deeply seeped into our soil of our heart, makes the, the heart fertile. Whether it's love for each other, I mean, this is a big thing. We need to know how to love one another. We need to know how to really walk in unity. Otherwise, we won't be able to respond to what's happening in the world. We see already how even Christians are responding with so much hatred when you just look at social media, for example. We have been transformed by light and by love. And so I want to ask Jesus, even this very moment, say, God, open my understanding to really receive the love and know what you have done for me. So rooted in love is so important that you know that your life, that you, am I talking about loving God or loving others, know that you are the beloved. That's a different narrative, that you are loved. And so just hang, hang in that for a bit. So, so this is one, one of the things that I want to do. And the second, part, the second uh, key that I, want us to that I want to share with you to develop a rich love is light, meaning understanding and wisdom. We know that plants need light to grow, eh? If you look at your garden, without the sun, we cannot grow. So I also need light. No, light, when it comes to the word, means, uh, you know when you say that, the, you know, just a light bulb went on, off in my head? That kind of light, that illumination. Light is not just, it's the word of God. It says, the, my, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In other words, God's guidance, God's truth, God's wisdom, God's ways, they are all light. And without light, we cannot move forward. And God says, without a vision, the people perish. And so often we, we know God's promises. I know that God loves me. I know that he wants this for me. But I don't understand the light. I don't understand how to get it. I don't understand process. I don't understand the ways of God, the principles. And that is light. And so if you look at what um, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1 and 18, he says, I pray, listen to this, that the light of God will illuminate your eyes of your heart. Okay? If you want, can you, do you have a passion or you don't have passion version? If you do, maybe you can change it to passion version. Um, so basically it says that I pray that the eyes, it says that the eyes, meaning the eyes, not the physical eyes of my heart would be enlightened so that I can see the depth and the riches of his calling. I find it so important that he speaks that my eyes must be flooded with light because it's asking us not just to see with the physical but also with the spiritual eyes. So for you to be able to move into greater effectiveness in your life because a fruitful life is a life of influence, is a life of success, not just financial success, although that is part of that, but it's really a life where God is calling you 
and how he wants us to have impact in this world. So desperately our world needs, we have the message, people, we have the most important message of the kingdom. And so may we continue, I hope that uh, you're listening to me. Are you with me? You're a bit quiet there. Maybe you're just listening to me. <laughs> I feel my light, the lights, I don't see your faces. So I like to see people's eyes and, and how they respond. But you know, he says, may the light, and let's just pray that even right now, God, may the light of my eyes, the understanding of my heart be opened to understand the wealth that you've given to me and to understand, it says, my place in God's, in God's story. You know, one of the most discouraging thing for me is not to know my place in God's program. God is at work in the earth, eh? Even if we don't see everything, he is. He's doing some extraordinary things. I'm in South Africa and I've heard, you know, I'm telling you, I've seen New Testament working, like the New Testament churches going up there in Africa, not only South Africa, but, you know, part of the, like, in Nigeria, the western part of Africa, that they see things that we don't see. And so God is at work. He's telling a new story, not a, a new story as far as his gospel, but he's at work. And I need to know what is God doing. What is my place in this program? And so may God give you that light and understanding. The other verse that I have for us is that Ephesians 5 verse 13. I don't know if you can, if you have that, well, I gave that to you, but maybe there's another verse that I have. Maybe I'll just read it first. Ephesians 5 verses 13 says this, and this is another verse that I just read recently. It says, Whatever revelation light exposes. So when God exposes something and says, I need you to grow in this area, it says, and everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. Everything that reveals that he exposes and he will correct is light. So light is not just what you see with your eyes like this, it's that understanding. And so pray that God give us understanding hearts. That you would, you would know, God, what are you saying to me? Where do I need to go in my life? What is in my heart, in my soul that I need to nurture, that I need to remove? So this, you may have talked about rich soil. So as you move forward, this is light. So we need to become students. I want to encourage you, like I'm encouraging myself, to study again. If you've decided to go to school, just go. If you feel like you need to go, right, maybe just a course on the YouTube or wherever, but don't do nothing, just study. Continue to, to equip yourself because that's how we're going to keep our relevance. Amen? Isaiah 29 verses 11, there's a beautiful verse that says, and I'm just going to read it. You don't have to put it on, but it says, unseal for me. Maybe you can put it on. I think you can put in of it. Uh, Isaiah 29 verses 11. Isaiah 29 verses, is it, for, for you this whole vision is nothing but words sealed in a scroll. Isaiah had this vision. And if you give the scroll to someone who can read and say, read this, please, they will answer, I cannot because it is sealed. Or if you give the scroll to someone who cannot read and say, read this, please, they will say, I don't know how to read. In other words, people, I can give, we can be given truth and the Word of God often is a coded book. I know you, maybe I'm going to, maybe you don't agree, but it's true. The, the Word of God comes to us, but we need to have, we need God to give us eyes to see and to read. Every chapter, every story in the Bible is going to talk about you. And one of the things that I have to learn is there's something about my own life that is in this Word and find your story in the Bible. So unless my eyes are open to see, I cannot understand. So that's what I want to leave with you. And so Psalm 20, Psalm 1, it says, you know, it says, meditate on my word 
day and night, and you will be like a tree that is planted by the water, always bearing fruit in season and out of season. So light is also God's word. And this is where I just want to end with this, this part. People, I've discovered, like, even this last two years when I was doing some work with people, many people don't read their Bibles. Now, how can you not read your Bible if you're a kingdom person? And God is saying, I'm, you're my ambassador in this earth. I need you to represent me wherever you are, in your home, in your school, in your business. You need to know the code, the, the rule of engagement. So people, there's so many, so many great things in God's word, and I want to encourage us as I'm encouraging myself, even if it's one verse a day or two verses a week, but the word of God, because you're going to get bombarded with so many things in this world, and we see that, is our anchor. The word of the Lord is our truth. It, everything needs to be based, whatever. So today, I'm sharing a lot of scripture because I don't want to speak out of my heart, out of my mouth, stuff that I know is still connected to the word. Connected to the, word. the word of God is going to help us. It will guide us. All right? And then the third point that I want to bring, as I, as I just want to two more, is for me to have a heart that is rich, I need to be committed. Now, this is not the order that I'm giving you. I'm just giving all, but this is a very important one for me. You have to be committed to your emotional health. We talk a lot about emotional well-being, emotional, you know, mental health, but your mental wellness is important. Your emotional world is important. And so often we've been told, no, my emotions aren't good. People, you cannot be alive in your heart without emotions. And so whatever you're going through today, and I know in a, in a place like this, there are people here that are happy, excited, but there are also people that are sad and feel lonely and feel confused. Embrace your emotions. Because your emotional world, your heart, that place, because the heart is the seed not only of your emotions, but also of your thoughts. And those things are key because when you unlock the emotional part, that is the keys to the heart of God. God can speak to us in our emotions. And so for so long, we have diminished it until the pandemic, and then everyone now is speaking about mental health, churches are preaching on, on, on wellness, because this is God's heart for us. Jesus was a very emotional man. Just listen. Listen to the Gethsemane when he, had to, when he was in a place where we had to obey God at the highest level. He said, I don't want to do this. I, I wish you could remove this cup from me. And then he says, you know, it was sweating blood and it was sad. And he said, Father, why do you forgive? Why do you forsake me? But he said, but for this reason I came. So you see the tension. So even the things that are very important to us, even if it's a greater step of obedience, it will still take some pain, but continue to be present to your heart. Your heart is important, that those emotional, even when we, for me, a heart alive, whether you're angry, whether you're sad, is a heart that is alive. But just embrace it and understand what's going on. So for me, Jesus was, is, my, is a pattern man. He's the one who can say, yes, embrace it. Yes, I'm moving forward, and I can articulate. He didn't just say, okay, I'm just going to privately say, this is, this, is, this is hard for me. God, this is not the way I thought it would be. And so I just want to encourage us today, your emotional wellness, and that's a whole series that we can talk on, but I just want to encourage you today that your health is important. I, I, I call it more your, your emotional wealth, your emotional, not just mental, because sometimes there's so much connotation around that, but God is interested in your emotions. All right? I hope you can receive that today, that God cares about your heart. All right? And then the, the fourth point that I have is that I think one of the most important things that you, want to, that you want to have as a key is you need healthy relationships. 
healthy partnerships, people who are aligned with you, people who can be your, they can have your back. Especially those of you in leadership, if you want to lead and if you want to create things, you need people who can be in alignment with where you are going. If, you don't have, if you, they're not purpose partners, they're not going to take you in the right direction. And so even your friends, maybe today you need to maybe look around your friendships. Who are the people that bring me closer to God, that speaks life into me? Who are the people who break down, break me down? And we can maybe bring an end to those or bring, you know, re redefine those relationships. But it's important that if we are going to be people of rich soil, people who are going to be, bear much fruit, people who are going to be effective, then we need to have people in our life that can stand with us, that can cry with us, that can celebrate with us, and that can challenge us. Those are relationships that we need. We all need connection, am I right? And if we don't have connection, and if you're all by yourself, then you know how lonely that is. And that is not the best version of who you are, because we are created for relationships. And the absence of relationships is also painful. So I pray that God would enter in, make that in your life today, that he would bring you like those destiny partners, those purpose partners, those people that can really, you know, see you in your becoming. I love Jesus' stories because you always see people beyond where they were. And it's like a piece of gold. It's not going to start with a form of gold. You know, the, the process of that fine gold in its, in its final product was not the same in the first product. And so sometimes we see people and we don't see everything, but I pray that you would have eyes to see the people in your life and cheer them on to become, all right? So I pray that for us, that as we cultivate that, that you would have healthy relationships and that you would maybe just put some boundaries on those people who are not so good. John 15, verses 15, Jesus said, you are my friends, he told his disciples. You're not my servants anymore. Because they said, no, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his boss's business. Instead, I've called you friends, intimate ones. For everything I learned from my father, I made known to you. And this is who we are for God. He wants to talk to us. He wants to share his plan for this world, for, for, for Canada, you know, for the Middle East, like all the stuff is happening. For Africa, God wants to share with his people. This is on my heart, but you need to come closer into my space, into my heart to hear that. And so connections is important. And the last, part, the last point that I have for us is that we need to have a healthy view. And this is just something I want to massage a bit more. People, we need to fall in love with God afresh. You know, we need to renew our passion for Him. Our hearts are always going to be uh, hardened. If it's hardened, then it's not going to be full of passion for Jesus. You know, he wants, there's one thing that God is very like, you know, he's awakened in his emotions is his jealousy. He wants you. He wants your heart. Above everything else, he says, give me your heart. And the thing that the enemy wants is your heart too. So when it's successful, we forget God. When we're in trouble, we always cry out to God. But today, my dear friends, I want to ask you to come into a holy place with God again. To, to, to build altars of prayer where you can spend more time with Him, not just five, ten minutes. Because you're not going to move in the end time series that we're in right now. In the world, we're going to need people of passion, people who love God, people who know their God. And when we know their God, we can do exploits for God. But if we don't know Him, and so Jesus, when it comes to John 15, is all about that. The fruitfulness, being effective, having ritual, is connected to our intimacy with God. So that's why I took it from that angle. Your richness in your heart 
needs to be there because he wants us to have an intimate and a flourishing and a live relationship with him. So you can hear, God, what are you saying to me? Who, do, who must I marry, yeah? For all those who still need to be married, God, who is the person in my life that I need? What job do I need? What country do I need to leave? Do I need to stay? Do I need to build? Do I need to expand? Do I need to reduce? All those things God wants to speak to us about. We cannot do our own thing and then ask God to bless us after. So, but the big thing here is just let us really be awakened to the love of God and to who he is. And you know, God is a God who sees you today. You know, Hagar, in the Bible, in Genesis, I'm not sure if I gave you the verse, but uh, yeah, 16 verses 13, Hagar, remember Hagar is a story, you know, there's a lot of complexities, eh? we don't, Abram's complexity, Hagar, then Ishmael, the whole Arab nation came out of Hagar, and she, she gave his name to the Lord who spoke to her, you are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. And the word that we use is Alroy. And so I want to say to each one of us that God sees you. God sees everything about you. Even if no one else sees you, he sees you. And when we can come into a relationship with a God who's deeply for us and not against us, and that the circumstances in your life doesn't equate who God is. God's goodness is not dependent on whether God is going to answer certain things or not. I live, I'm, look, I'm telling you, I've been like astonished just being in South Africa and what I see there is like, how can they have such faith in God? And the circumstances are so horrible. But their hearts are fully alive and I'm saying, I was just sitting in one of those churches, like a small church, I said, I'm going to be undercover, they don't know who I am. They don't know that I was a pastor here in this church. I'm just going to be undercover and I'm going to be a student of their environment. The people here, the guns, and they, they, they're in a difficult situation, there's poverty, but those people, when they start praying, the roof comes down and you just feel like God is in this place. But there's something that we should take for granted in the Western world. Because sometimes we just determine the goodness of God when it comes to our comfort. But so may God fully set us on fire again inside of us by the power of his spirit. Seek after him. Make space for God. Don't give him scraps. Don't give him like just crumbs. Give him the whole, give him the whole banquet, your time. Spend time with God on a daily basis, very deeply with him. I'm saying this, um, this is a charge for us because God, we, we need you. All of your voices are needed today. I cannot do what you do. And if, you, if your heart is hardened, if you don't develop rich soil in all these places, you won't be able to do all that we, we're called to do. So that's why we come to places like these, to be encouraged and to be challenged. Amen? Amen. And so, so, so my last closure that I want to talk about is, I want to talk about the awakened, to be released and to be awakened. And I'm just going to start coming to my close. Um, there's a beautiful story in Song of Solomon's, verses 4 verse 16, if you have, I'm going to just read it to you if I don't have it. One of the things that I believe, and I just want to continue, is that we cannot do everything on our own. The Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, needs to breathe upon us. The breath of God needs to breathe upon us. And in, in Songs of Solomon chapter, can you give that to me? I don't, don't think I gave it to you, but the Songs of Solomon chapter 4, 16 to 7, Song of Solomon uses the image of a woman, and he says, he says, you are like an enclosed garden. Remember your soil? Think of your heart as a garden. Your garden is closed. The fountain and the fountain of your springs are locked up. Everything is closed and, con and concealed. 
And then he says, but awaken the wind, awaken the spirit, blow on my garden so that all the beautiful spices and all the beautiful things in this garden would be unleashed for the people. Blow on my garden so that we can be free and be and become. And so I want to use that verse as today to say, Holy Spirit, come breathe upon us. You know, you remember we talk about soil. Remember how we were created? Out of the soil of the earth. And the very breath of God would breathe upon us. And that's how we became a living being. And so may the Spirit of God again breathe upon each one of us, the garden of your heart, inside, and may He revive us and re-resurrect us and bring out the beauty that is our soul. The Spirit of God can breathe upon us and unleash the beauty, the potential, and the life that God wants. So it's not just remember we talk about weeds, but I want to say to us that there are also things in your life that is untapped, that you don't even know yet is there. But God can unleash it when he breathes upon us. And sometimes the hard and hard or the weeds cover those things and may God just continue to heal and restore so that he can bring upon us and bring you, call you forth into the beauty, into the persons and into the potential that God has for you. This is, this is the gospel, really. This is a story of the word. God can restore us with speed. I do believe with that. I honestly believe. Sometimes I feel like the time is against us, but the kingdom advantage that we, you have today is that whatever, that whatever you've lost, time that you've lost, God can give it back to you. I hope you can believe that. He can squeeze seven years into one year. I mean, he said in his word, he can squeeze time. So in other words, God can give you a speed. I'm going to pray that for us, that God will give us speed of restoration. That where we have felt regret or we feel like we've wasted our time, today say, God, just bring it all back together and push me into the future where I need to go. Is I'm, I'm a restorer. I restore the years that has been, been, been lost. So God can do that. So I pray that as you look at your own heart today, may you be able to see the things that we, you need, the nutrients, like I talked about, the five points, you know, the love, you know, your relationships, the restoration, you know, all those connections that we need, the love. And may those soil become so fertile that you would come and go into the world and produce that fruit. But I also want to say to you that there are places in your heart that you still need to know that God wants to unlock. Some of us, and I speak that for myself, to sometimes we keep people away from us. We, we, we protect, we, we, our gardens can be enclosed. But God says, I want you to open your garden. Let other people in to the things that we need of you. May the beauty be unlocked in your heart. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only He can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening, and God bless you immensely.